Welcome to Seeing Beyond Risk, a podcast series from the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. I'm Chris Piboli, Actuary, Communications and Public Affairs at the CIA. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We would like to remind you that we have plenty of past episodes, so please subscribe and catch up on some that you might have missed. We can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcast platform. This past summer, Ellen Pouliot completed her term as CIA president and passed the baton to our new president, Steve Prince. In order to share their views on the state of the profession, we are happy that they are both joining us today. So thank you for coming on today's podcast. Great to be here. Thank you, Chris, for the invitation. Okay, Helen, let's start with you. So now that your term as CIA president is done, can you tell us one thing that surprised you the most from your year in that role? Well, during my term as president, I work very closely with head office staff, council chairs, and board directors. While not really surprised, I was very impressed with the expertise of our staff and the dedication and professionalism of our volunteers. A recent report actually showed that over 26% of our members volunteer their time to the CIA. I'm very thankful that such a large number of our members choose to give their time and expertise to our profession, especially when the pressure in the workplace is on the rise. I also connected with other actuarial associations to maintain good relationship and seek opportunities for collaboration. I was very pleased with the level of respect demonstrated by our international colleagues for the CIA. Even if we're relatively small in size compared to the U.S., the U.K., or European actuarial organizations, we are highly regarded at the international level. But your question was about a surprise during my term as president. The real surprise was how fast the year went by. It was full of great experiences, and I will never forget it. I was hoping you could share with us some of the things that the boards uh, discussed this year during their meetings, and also maybe update us on how we're doing relative to our strategic plan. Well, among the main subjects discussed at the board level were the strategic plan for the next three years, climate change and sustainability, education, and governance. I'll come back to the strategic plan in a moment. As you know, climate change and sustainability are at the top of the global agenda, and actuaries have a key role to play in this journey. The board discussed this topic at each meeting during the past year. The discussion focused on how we can best address this topic and what our priorities should be in the short and medium term. We first established a board committee responsible for providing thought leadership and high-level coordination of our effort in this area. We then identified three priorities, education, research, and communication. Here's what we've done so far. On education, we are delivering a series of four webcasts to help Canadian actuaries understand the risk associated with climate change. On research, we will be partnering with a professor at the University du Québec à Montréal on a five-year research project geared towards integrating climate change risk assessments into financial risk management. 
In our communication, we released a statement in January of this year to alert actuaries on the need to consider the risk of a changing climate in their calculations and decisions, as well as in the advice they give. This topic is part of our strategic plan and we'll continue to work closely with our councils to make sure we're well aligned and we make good progress. The second topic was education. The board has had regular updates on our progress with the development of our new education framework. And we've asked a lot of questions about how this program was communicated to stakeholders and how employers and students were reacting. This is key to ensure the success of this initiative. On governance, it has been an important topic of discussion during the last year. As everyone knows, we completed an important review of the CIA bylaws and the rules of professional conduct, and all the proposed changes were presented, discussed, and approved by the board. These reviews are important to make sure our bylaws and rules of professional conduct are kept up to date and relevant. The change to the bylaws were ratified by the members in December, but the changes to the rules of professional conduct did not get a favorable vote in June. The board will discuss our best way forward with the rules of professional conduct in September. In the future, we believe that the member consultation process on governance documents will be improved as the board approved the sharing of official comments received from members on an anonymous basis and the implementation of the new web-based discussion forum. Finally, we had much debate on what our priorities should be for the next three years. The strategic plan for 2023 to 2026 was approved in December 2022. It includes the completion of our education and technology projects, increased visibility of the profession, provision of high-quality research and products, particularly in climate change and predictive analytics, an increased membership engagement. An operational plan was developed by the head office and it was approved by the board in March of 23. This plan outlines the tasks, timeline, and responsibilities for the implementation of our strategic priorities. Updates on each of our strategic priorities will be presented to the board at each meeting to make sure we stay on track. Let's turn to Steve now, as you just heard. The year is going to go quickly, so the clock is running. Can you share with us one thing that you would like to see happen before your term as president is completed next year? As Helene said, there's a lot going on, and most of the stuff the CIA does is not settled within one year. So it's it's hard to pick one thing that stands out. I think where we're at a particular crossroads is the new educational syllabus. And uh, the people who have worked on it are quite excited about it. Uh, I'm quite excited about it. But the challenge is to make sure that that excitement carries forward to the audience and the potential students so that they have faith that the, the actuaries trained in Canada and accredited as members of the CIA continue to be respected for their knowledge, thoroughness, and professionalism. That, that's the, the sort of short-term challenge to sell the program that's been in development for several years now. I want to get your thoughts on one other topic that's probably going to come up this year. That is the role of artificial intelligence, tools like ChatGPT. Is this something the actuarial profession should be worried about, or is this something that will be a benefit to us? 
I wouldn't say it's something we need to worry about. It's something we need to be aware of. Uh, interestingly, I was talking to a lawyer just recently, and when I said I was an actuary, she said, you must be worried about AI. And she said, certainly she as a lawyer is, which surprised me. There are limitations. AI is doing some pretty neat stuff. It will continue to do more neat stuff in the future. But the world is starting to learn the limitations of AI. There have been repeated uh, cases of AI producing wonderful sounding documents. One particular case, a court case, where AI sounded so good because it invented the court precedents that didn't exist. And the lawyer learned this to his horror when the judge noticed that. There's actually a term for that in AI. It's called hallucinations. It is such a common phenomenon that they have a term for it in AI. Now, maybe future generations of AI will eliminate that, but it illustrates uh, an inherent limitation in AI. It's all probabilistic. If you take tons of reports and study them, here are the sorts of things that reports tend to say. So that's what AI picks up on the statistics. Uh, legal cases tend to cite precedents that support their case. So AI says, oh, we need a precedent that supports my case. AI doesn't know it shouldn't be making that stuff up. It just says there should be a precedent here. So it create one. That's not a criticism. It's just we have to understand what it does do and what it doesn't do. And uh, AI will continue to evolve. And we as practitioners have to continue to use it as a tool to help us get the right answer and not just, just take it on blind faith. That's another challenge going forward as well. Just to finish up, I'll ask Ellen if she has any advice for Steve as he takes on this new challenge. Well, earlier in this podcast, I spoke about our strategic plan for 23-26. I view the implementation of our strategic plan as critical to the future of our profession. And I would advise Steve to focus his attention on the implementation of this plan. It is, in my opinion, imperative that we continue to serve the public interest, but we can do so in a broader range of areas. We have a reputation for technical rigor, objectivity, and independence. We must build on that reputation to lead in areas of public policy where we have the insight to create real changes. With economic uncertainty, IFRS implementation, and regulatory changes, our profession has been in high demand. We need to find more assertive ways to promote our profession to a broader audience. We need to act now, otherwise new opportunities will be seized by others, and in time our core services might come under threat. I also strongly believe that we need to focus more effort on educating our actuaries in data analytics, communication, and climate change and sustainability. One thing I learned during my term as president was patience. Patience to ensure the board consider issues before reaching decisions. Patience to listen to others' opinions and recommendations, and patience to take the time to bring people together constructively. I invite Steve to do the same. In my role as past president, I will support Steve in whichever way he chooses. Well, thank you both for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. Have a good thank day. Thank you, Chris. And just a reminder that if you have any ideas for a future episode or you would like to contribute to our Seeing Beyond Risk blog, we would love to hear from you. Contact information can be found in the show description. Until next time, I'm Chris Bivoli, and thank you for tuning in to Seeing Beyond Risk.